inside of these Cafe Kubal studios. I am honored and privileged to have Bob Beretta here with me in AD&DT with Athletics Director Bob Beretta, myself, Dan Tortora, speaking on the upcoming Fin Frenzy this weekend on Saturday, April 1st, which will start off at 11 a.m. and overall spring sports. Bob, how you doing? I'm doing great, Dan. How are you? Sounds like you're very busy these days. <laughs> so I, you know, it's the NCAA tournament is always a busy time of year, but I can honestly say that this is the most work that I think I have maybe arguably ever done with the NCAA tournament. And it's in a year where Syracuse isn't even in it. So it's been, it's been very rewarding, a lot of fun coast to coast. And, uh, you know, talking with a lot of different places and regions and, and whatnot, and at the same time, keeping uh, Lemoyne front and center. I, I, wish, I wish you could see my computer when certain things were going on, when it's like lacrosse game, NCAA tournament, checking the feed on this. So, yeah, Lemoyne, Lemoyne is front and center, but in this tournament time where it's like weird in my brain because there's lacrosse and then there's basketball and they're intertwined with each other. It's still, uh, I mean, it, it, I don't know what to say other than the fact that you and I both don't sleep, but it's it's also very rewarding. Yeah, I'm thrilled for my former colleague, Brian White at FAU. You know, he and I worked together at West Point for a couple of years. Yeah. In fact, uh, when Brian left, I ended up moving into his office uh, that he was in. At one point in time, I, I didn't want to vacate the office I'd been in for so long and uh, when Brian left, the AD told me, all right, now you're you're leaving your office, whether you would want to or not. And I moved into Brian's office at that time. <laughs> so uh, good people, really happy, thrilled for his success and uh, really a fan of FAU, the way they play and, and hoping uh, uh, for great success to, to the Owls in the Final Four. Bob, if you would have filled out a bracket, would it have looked like this? <laughs> you know, no, not at all, not at all. I, I'd love to think that I would have had any of those schools advance, but uh, yeah. but I wouldn't have. And I was never successful at filling out brackets anyway. But this uh, this year has been special. It's been a lot of fun to watch, and it's been uh, it's been exciting, exhilarating. It, it's it, I love seeing the new blood in the Final Four. I love seeing uh, different teams that. Uh, people didn't anticipate being there. There's been some tremendous stories. Yeah, I, I, I love watching um, players that may be unsung that that get the spotlight and and take advantage of that opportunity. And it, it's been it's been a very entertaining month of March. Yeah, no, March has definitely been mad, and there's there's been a lot of lot of lot of incredible finishes, a lot of fantastic storylines, and. You know, I told people, I mean, yeah, there's fan bases of each of these four schools, but in reality, whoever wins, we win because all of these teams deserve it. They've earned it. I, I said yesterday that let's be clear about something. The four number one seeds have all shown themselves and, and, and two of them are fives. One of them's a four and one's a nine, but they've all shown who the number one seeds are. And that, you know, David versus Goliath story is is really special. A 16 seed one in Fairleigh Dickinson. And I want to hit that note really quick here because from 1997 to 1999, Tobin Anderson was an assistant coach at Lemoyne College for the men's basketball program. And I was very happy to share that as FDU defeated Purdue. Uh, the record against one seeds for 16 seeds was one and 150 at the time. And now it's two. And 150, so they have that victory fairly Dickinson, and only the second team to do it in 152 tries. 
and Tobin having roots back to Division II, Central New York, Lemoyne College, I thought was really special. And I'd love to get your thoughts on that because we speak on the fact that Dolphins are everywhere, but they really were in this tournament. And they stick together. You know, I don't have the pleasure of knowing Tobin, but I can tell you I know him through other people and has heard have heard his name multiple times. Our, our longtime radio voice, Chris Granozio, obviously knew Tobin when Tobin was here. And, and he would talk about Tobin. Since I've been here, I've heard him mention Tobin's name. He'd still go to watch Tobin's teams play when they were at Stack. And, and this past year, he went to FDU to watch a game just to support Tobin, spoke very highly of, of Tobin. But a great story that I hope he doesn't mind that I share this is comes from Dan Sheehan, our fantastic men's lacrosse coach, six-time national champion. And Danny was telling me he's one of the few coaches here or really one of the few staff members in our department that was here when Tobin was on staff. Yeah. And Dan was a young coach and got to know Tobin a little bit. And Danny told me that to this day, after each one of his national championships, he would get a handwritten note from Tobin as recently as two years ago, congratulating him on winning a national championship. So I think that speaks to Tobin Anderson's character. Yeah. We all saw that on the national stage. We saw how true, how real he is, how authentic he is when he talks to the media, but also his team. I think he they were clearly the story of the tournament this year and and have brought great success and, and great a great spotlight to Fairleigh Dickinson University, much less Saint, much like St. Peter's a year ago. And now Tobin is is at Iona, right? He he already was able to, from a personal standpoint, leverage that opportunity and move on to to a little bit of a higher level. But he was a grinder. You know, someone like Tobin Anderson you root for because it wasn't he's not an overnight success. When people think that, oh, he's an overnight success, look at his resume and look where he grinded and where he was at at Hamilton, at at Clarkson, at, at um, you know, at, at LeMoyne as an assistant, and then at Stack where he had great success. That's someone you really want to root for. He's not an overnight success. He's someone who's who, who became familiar to people overnight, but not to people in the industry. He's been a household name. Yeah. His success has, has followed wherever he's gone. And you, I'm certain that he will continue that level of success at Iona. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that, and I, and I love that. Appreciate that and that story. And I've heard things like that when you're telling me that he sent a handwritten note, you know, Jason Leone, the head coach over at Oswego state, you know, this season, his team made it to the first ever Elite Eight in the history of Oswego State. The men's basketball program had never made it that far. They did it by taking down reigning national champion Randolph Macon. And Jason was speaking with me. And you can go watch uh, that show to those of you watching and listening on youtube.com backslash wake up call DT. We're at Mother's Cupboard. And Jason and I were talking about it. And he said before the game that they played Randolph Macon to advance to the Elite Eight, he made three phone calls. And you'll appreciate this, Bob. Tobin Anderson, he made a phone call to Adam Stockwell, who is over at Hamilton. And he made a phone call to John Beeline, who also has a connection back to LeMoyne as the head coach there. So those phone calls happened this season. On top of that, Tobin's been watching his games throughout the year. And literally, while he's coaching Fairleigh Dickinson, is watching these Division Three Oswego State games and talking back and forth with Jason Leone about it, and then getting you know the congratulatory messages and everything, and then he actually went down to the first four. Jason did with his wife Amber, and he was just supporting a friend, and he took a picture with Tobin before the game, put it out there, 
And little did anybody know that, you know, Tobin Anderson was going to be a household name to everybody in just a couple days from there. So, you know, the the reality that that there are some fantastic people that have come through this community, it lives on. And and Jason had this story of, you know, here's this larger than life name now, but same thing. Handwritten notes, personal phone calls, text messages, and you know, they being a division one coach and not forgetting division two and division three and the places he's come from and and keeping a close eye on his friends and making sure that he watches different things and sees different things. So I thought that that was fantastic. And I also think it's pretty uh, special when you hear uh, that Jason, the phone calls that Jason made and, and to hear coach Beeline's name again, too. Yeah, it really is. And it, it, it speaks to uh, character and, and all about LeMoyne. You know, it, it's, it's very authentic. It's a, Gen, people here are genuine. The past through here are authentic, and yeah. I think Tobin is a is a great example. Now it's been 25 years since he stepped foot on campus as an assistant coach here. He may have returned to campus since then, but as an assistant coach, and to see that he still retains a lot of the things that we talk about that are important from a value standpoint here at Lemoyne. Uh, I'm a big fan. I've never met him, but was thrilled for him, and uh, and really happy for his success. And again, I'm sure that he's going to continue the the great success that coach Patino has brought to Iona here in recent years. And Iona is going to be remain a force in, in mid-major basketball without question. And coming here from Bob Beretta in AD and DT as, and you brought up Dan Sheehan. So a perfect dive into this weekend, the Finn frenzy coming up this weekend, starting at 11 o'clock, there is a double header lacrosse game games going on. And we're going to start with the women's lacrosse team at 11 o'clock. It's going to be followed by the men's lacrosse team and the Finn frenzy here for the spring is going to be a fan centric event as they have been done indoor and outdoor by Ted Grant field and in, in right there with Ted Grant court at well, Bob has been here bringing this Finn frenzy to life in a consistent basis. And I would love for you to share what this Saturday, April 1st is going to look like for those fans that show out to Ted Grant field. Yeah, again, thanks, Dan, for the opportunity to talk about this. It's important that we try to be equitable across all lines. So we had a, a, fin, a Finn's frenzy in, in the winter, and just a few weeks back, early early February, it seems like it was yesterday. And we did one in the fall. We had great weather in the fall. I don't know that the weather is going to be quite as nice this Saturday, but I, I have seen as recently as about an hour ago, 68 degrees on Saturday. Yeah. They're predicting some rain, but hopefully that's going to be later in the day. So if the rain holds off, it's a great opportunity to come out in early March, uh, early April, I should say, April 1st, and and watch a couple of lacrosse games. We're going to have food trucks here. We are going to have hopefully some youth teams at halftime do some things for us on the field. We have T-shirt giveaways. Just just a, an opportunity to come out and celebrate. We'll do post-game autograph sessions with the players for both the men's and women's team for young people that come out and, and want to take pictures and, and autographs with our players and this is the number one lacrosse team in the country at the Division II level. So if you're a young lacrosse player, you'd want to come out and get some pictures taken with the top talent in the country. And our women's team is ranked eighth in the country. They suffered a, uh, a loss on Saturday, disappointing performance down at pace. And they have an opportunity to get right back on on the horse today and, and take on uh, another any 10 opponent. So hopefully they'll be coming off a victory. And, and the men, 
had a tough challenge yesterday and, and fought off a, a really talented pace team down in Pleasantville and to remain undefeated. Our men were down in that contest six to two. I think it was six three, five two and six three, and came back and won twelve to eight. So great opportunity to come out and watch some quality lacrosse, but also interact if you're if you have young kids or or if you're on the younger side watching this and you want to come out and talk to some of our players, interact, have pictures, autographs. Saturday is a, is a great opportunity to do that here at Ted Grant Field. Yeah, you know, and, and excited about, you know, what what this can be. You know, the fact, and, and like you said, I mean, these these two teams for men's and women's lacrosse at LeMoyne this season have been ranked at the top of things. And, you know, nationally, not regionally, not, you know, in the state of New York or anything like that. We're to not in the conference. We're discussing nationally to be a top ranking or within the top three and so both of these programs, Liz Bevel with women's lacrosse, Dan Sheehan with men's lacrosse have been fantastic leaders. And when we talk about players of the week and games of the week and, and things to go back and watch and dominant finishes in a lot of cases, this season has given so much back to the Heights already. And, you know, there's plenty more lacrosse to be played. So, you know, I think that we're pleasantly spoiled here in central and upstate New York. And I hope that that you know, continues for both of these coaches because they started off hot. They played a lot of ranked teams, taking down a lot of ranked teams, each of them. And they have really, really, I would hope, ignited the fan base. And, you know, these people show out when there's when there was snow, when it was 30 degrees, when there was ice everywhere, they were showing out to these games. So the Finn frenzy, I expect nothing less with better weather and, you know, these teams deeper into their season. But I do want to give credit to Liz and to Dan because they have done a tremendous job once again and continue to fight in a way that is remarkable nationally. And, and I think that that's really special. You know, when you have a team ranked at the top in the upper echelon in men's and, and women's lacrosse, it, uh, not, a lot of, not a lot of colleges can say they have one team ranked, let alone two. No, no, no doubt about it. It's a legacy here at LaMoyne, a legacy of excellence. And, and I'm thrilled to be part of being able to some small way help continue that. But really the credit goes to Dan Sheehan, all the work that he's done on the men's side and the players that have come in our past and, and in our program now. And certainly Liz Bevel, what, what she's done in the short time that she's been our head coach and, and made us very competitive on the national front. So we hope that there'll be great things down the road. We hope that we'll be hosting some NCAA championship events later in April, but we do have two other significant events coming up in the middle of April. This is the 30th season of Women's Across on the Heights, so we're going to celebrate that on April 15th and bring back former players to a game that we have, and, and that'll be an awful lot of fun. And then the following day, we're going to celebrate the 75th anniversary of the baseball program at LeMoyne. I'm a huge proponent, Dan, of, of celebrating success and, yeah. and trying to honor achievements and milestones and so we have two right before us here this spring really looking forward to that 75th anniversary baseball celebration that's open to the public we have a brunch we're going to officially retire a couple of numbers coach rockwell being one of them we have a little ceremony uh, at the field after the brunch and the brunch is open to the public people can sign up on our website if they want to attend we have over 50 former players and family members coming back to that as of now. And we still have two or three weeks to, to gain people to sign up for it. So we're looking forward to that. That'll be a fun event, 10 o'clock on the 16th. And then we'll have a, a ceremony down on the field with something special lined up down there. So a really exciting month of April for us is blessed to have a, a, an athletic program with so many things to celebrate. And so 
we, we love to hold parties. We love to entertain people, bring them on campus, tell our story of our of our great athletic and academic programs here on the Heights, but also our students to be part of that. And we feel like we're, we're providing many opportunities here throughout the month of April to do that. Yeah, you know, and, and I love that. I love that, you know, these aren't just games, these are events. And and there's a difference between the two of them. And, and since you've come on to the Heights, Bob, there's been an attention to detail of these and many different sports having the opportunity to connect with that from soccer to lacrosse to, you know, baseball and, and as well as basketball coming up. And I love the vibe that we've been seeing and the different pieces, the food trucks, you know, having the Beville band come up with Casey and his crew and, and all of these different ways to, to really reach out to fans. I love the autograph sessions and whatnot, because, you know, to, to a fan of any age, when you have a moment like that, I've still never forgotten, you know, going to the Harlem Globetrotter games, getting autographs, going to see local teams, getting autographs. I remember my dad bringing me places or my godfather bringing me places and getting to get something signed right here in our community. And those moments to me, they don't leave. They don't leave me. I Nine years old, five years old, it doesn't matter. So, you know, to a kid who loves lacrosse coming out this weekend is, is inspired to play and wants to play and has a favorite player on their team to come down there on the field, shake their hand and look up at them and have them slap them high five and sign something for them. That kid's going to remember that for the rest of their life. And and so I think that, you know, these fin frenzy events, they they go so far beyond the game and they create memories and long lasting relationships that really do, you know, ignite. I mean, there could be a kid this weekend that gets an autograph and meets a player and that could be a moment in their life that they remember forever that pushes them to be who they are. And who knows, maybe they'll be on Ted Grant Field someday, too. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Dan, I think it only reinforces the fact that our young people here at the Heights and, and at other colleges across the country, they serve as role models for these young people without even knowing it. You know, I think back to a special event that we put on at West Point. We put on the Hudson Valley Baseball Classic and myself and my counterpart at the time from Maris, Travis Teletachi, who's the incoming commissioner of the MAC, as a matter of fact, we put this event on and it was a it was the battle of the two division one schools in the hudson valley and we would play it at a minor league ballpark and we had fireworks and we brought a lot of the pageantry pageantry from army football with skydivers and color guards and all these type of things we did a kids clinic before the game and then we would have an autograph session about 15 minutes while the field was being maintained and, and prepared for the game and we had an autograph session and, and my daughter was young and she works now at the athletic department at Penn State, but she was young. She'd come over with me during the day, and and she loved. The, she would be amongst hundreds of kids trying to get all these autographs of our student athletes, and mm. uh, she still has the autograph tablets that we did. And some of those kids that she got autographs went and played in in the minor leagues, and, and so it wasn't so much that it was uh, at that age the impact that our student athletes can have on young people you cannot underestimate the value of that. So anytime our student athletes have a chance to interact with the community, we want to promote that because there are our best resource at Lemoyne is our student athletes without question. So we want to put them front and center and put them in a place where our community has the opportunity to interact and get inspired by them. Just like I get inspired by them every day. 
Yeah, that coming from Bob Beretta here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora in our exclusive multimedia marketing partnership with the Lemoyne College Dolphins, AD and DT. And, and, and I love that you said that, you know, being inspired by them. And through these Dolphin Dive stories we've gotten to tell in our partnership, I have met so many. And I tell people this all the time. There's not a single student athlete, coach, future Dolphin, you know, Dolphin alum, anybody in, in administration. Everyone that's been a part of the Dolphin Dive, they've had a story to tell and they've had an interesting angle on how they got there and about their life. No story has been chalk, as they call it, a simple, you know, I grew up, I thought about this, I went to Lemoyne and that's it. I mean, everyone has has a personality and a view on things. And is I didn't walk away from shaking a hand in a conversation and think, wow, that, you know, that person's not really a nice person. I walked away saying, wow, that, you know, that, that story about your mom inspired me, that story about, you know, the death that you had in your family and, and your faith and what you've taken from that inspires me. The fact that you want to help people and the way that you go about it inspires me. The fact that you're humble when you've just won so many different things, you know, is inspiring. So there's, there's all of these stories to tell. And I love, genuinely love telling them. And one of the greatest things was with Tracy Roman recently is, you know, Tracy spoke with me about overall in the country, a lack of love when it comes from the media to softball. And we got to not only tell Tracy's story, but we got to tell an extensive, really sit down conversation to get to know Tracy, get to know LeMoyne softball, get to know why, and to talk about the game. And it was so moving that I had people reach out to me that didn't have a connection with LeMoyne that were just happy to see softball get a spotlight. So you know, to, to me, there's there's so many wonderful stories to tell. And Lemoyne brings it because Lemoyne has the people to do it. And, you know, Bob, I've said it and I'll say it a million times over. This multimedia marketing partnership has spoiled me. I blame you and Linda and everybody on the Heights because exactly what I wanted to do. It's been that and more because of the people. The people have made it what it is. And isn't that the case in, in every situation? No, it really is. And it's been a it's been a, a mutual uh, benefit, I can tell you. We wanted to make sure we partnered with someone who valued that, that shared the same values that we do here and that we espouse within our athletic department and, and at Lemoyne. And we found the perfect partner to do that and provide the platform to tell those stories because you appreciate those stories. And I and I know they're not lost on you. And being from someone so ingrained in the community, being a product of this community and so many of our student athletes are. I, you know, you've heard me refer to LeMoyne as, as Syracuse's hometown team, and I believe that deeply. When you look at our roster, it's well, our rosters, it's bared out, whether it's soccer, volleyball, baseball, softball, or, or the lacrosse teams. They're predominantly made up of people in this community, and many times those young people stay and become leaders in all sectors of society in this community. So what better team to come out and root than, than your hometown team? Yeah, and you can do that this Saturday, April 1st, starting at 11 o'clock. Bob, I will be there. You will be there. And I'm hoping that, you know, God, the weather will be there. So, uh, you know, very, very excited. We've had we've had some awesome days. What does it do for you as an AD to, to see events like this? Because you go to, and, and I don't know how it's possible, but it happens. You know, you're on the road with one team, then you jump over to another team, then you hop on a plane after driving in the car, then you're back on campus and you're back on the road, then you're on campus at one game, going over to the other game, driving to this one a couple hours away, going back to campus. 
you make it a point that there's not one, in my opinion, not one single sport on campus that feels like, oh, well, we have we have our AD around. And then another sport saying, well, he never comes around this game. You know, you somehow find a way to be seven different people. You and I have talked about it off the air and in a bit on the air. But why do you do it? Because I think people in, in your world would totally understand, like, Bob's going to take 45 minutes to go eat lunch. But you always find a way to get out there and, and make it a point to talk with teams, go to practice, go to games and show your face so that they know that they have your support. And I know you know this, but there's <laughs> not every AD is like that. So why is it so important to you that the, your student athletes and your coaches have FaceTime with you? Well, thanks, Dan. And, I, and I've said this before. I, I don't really look at it that way because I'm a fan. I'm a fan of all of our programs. I'm a fan of of our young people pursuing their passion. I enjoy it. I I was got done my day yesterday in our volleyball team. Their their season begins in the fall, but we hired a new head coach, and they're out there yesterday, five thirty, six o'clock, scrimmaging OCC. And I go out and I want to watch them for an hour because I want to watch how those young ladies are reacting to our new coach and see how happy they are in, in, with the new leadership and, and enjoy watching them. I, I you know, I, I guess it's perhaps it's because I bring so many different perspectives, Dan, and that I was a student athlete. So I know how much it's valued to, to go to practice. When I was at Army, I'd go to football practice every day. And, and I just thought nothing of it. And then the players come up and they tell you, hey, we really appreciate you being out here all the time. And the assistant coaches, too. Uh, so I, I think I try not, I don't do anything for those reasons. I, I do it for selfish reasons because I really enjoy being there. I enjoy being out, but, but it is important to me that there's equity, that the swimming team feels like I'm there and, and that the tennis team feels like I go watch them play and support them as well, that no one is left behind. We talk about equity and comprehensive excellence. I talk about that for myself as well. I, I don't want to focus on our men's lacrosse team because they're the number one team in the country. Hey, I, I get it, and and they're really important, but so is our track team that doesn't have facilities on campus. So I'm working every day at trying to make their lives a little bit better and their experience become a championship experience, even if it's five years down the road with long-term facility planning. But but I just I enjoy being out of competitions. I, I, I try to schedule my meetings here on campus around any home event that we have. I just block my day, and I unless the president's going to call a meeting for me, I refuse to take a meeting if we have a lacrosse team playing at home uh, at that time or the soccer team playing a game. I, I won't do that. I, I, I try not to schedule a meeting when they're on the road. I had one yesterday and I ran back here to watch our men's lacrosse team on Zoom and I missed the first quarter and, and was disappointed by that. But I'm, you know, I'm just really a fan. I, I'm very invested. I'm all in. When I do something personally, I'm all in. And whether it was the year that I coached at Army in softball, I was all in. And, and I, I only know one way. And, and I feel like, uh, hey, we get the opportunity to do this. If I walk out tomorrow, there'll be hundreds of people lined up. So I, I, I have the privilege of, of leading this athletic program. And I think I do have an obligation to our student athletes, every single one of them to show support and to make them feel like they're valued. And they are, it's not just a sign of support to me. I value all of them and, and I enjoy being around them and invigorates me and inspires me. And again, I, I come at it from a parent of a student athlete, a student athlete, an administrator and, and a former coach. So I feel like I bring all those different perspectives. And I know that I know one thing for sure. 
I know that there won't be any ever any negative coming out of an athletic directory attending an event. So uh, whether there's great positives or not, I know that no one's going to say, wow, why did the athletic director? We don't we don't want him around. So uh, I know that it's only goodness there and, and I enjoy it. So it's 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 a, it, it, for me, it's following my passion as well. It, it's through a, a work of love and it's 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 not work at all to me. I'm blessed to have this opportunity. So I try to take advantage of it and, and try to serve. You know, my my leadership, style, I think, is, is based on servant leadership. And I think that's what we're here to do. We're here to serve our student athletes and our coaches and and, and try to provide them with an experience that we call it a championship experience of comprehensive excellence. And when they look back at their time on the Heights, they look back with fond memories. That coming here from Bob Beretta. Bob, quick question here. And I appreciate all of that. And I appreciate your connection, your hard work, your dedication and your determination. And, you know, I like being around people that push me because that's who you're supposed to surround yourself with people that make you better. And you are one of those people. I, I did get a question that came in here really quick. And it's, it's funny that you brought up army and the football program. The question is Andre Carter, the seconds future in the NFL and just what your thought is he can, be making history this year as a highly sought after player inside of the NFL draft. And he's coming from army. So you don't typically always get to hear something like that. What are your thoughts on Andre Carter? The second. First of all, he's a terrific young man. He was a sophomore when I departed West point talented beyond belief. We knew at the time he was projectable. He was a young defensive player that was just emerging into a force. He was a force in our bowl game. When I left against West Virginia that year, and we we just knew that he was going to be someone that the next level would take great interest. I was really disappointed when the policy was changed this fall, and it didn't stay changed for long. At least it grandfathered Andre and people like Andre in because Andre turned down a lot of opportunities. He could have left West Point prior to his junior year and not had the commitment to stay on. But the policy was in place that allowed for him, if he had a pro contract, to pursue that pro career and then defer his service time. So I thought that was going to be wholly unfair uh, and, and, and an injustice if they then took that opportunity away from him when he stayed and he could have left, he could have gone to any division one program in the country, but he showed loyalty to West Point. He showed, showed loyal, displayed loyalty to the United States army and, and, and really is intent on serving his country when his professional aspirations are over. And for them, I felt it would have been very short sighted and, and it would have been dishonorable to a degree to be candid with you if they changed the rules of the game in, in play. And, and they made that a uh, Congress, put that forth. They, and then they, they changed it a couple of days later because of the backlash. It wasn't the United States army making that change. It, it was, it was, uh, you know, Congress making that, that, uh, that change in, in the policy. And, and they, they at least grandfathered those young people in. I do believe I'm a big proponent of, of what the, the professional aspects can do to, to benefit the service academies. I do believe that they should have the opportunity to pursue those passions immediately. I understand that that's not the mission of the academies. Their mission is, is to, uh, to graduate future leaders of, of, of our country and lead our sons and daughters into battle, but they'll still do that. And I feel that the few opportunities every year across the Air Force Academy, the Naval Academy, and, and the Military Academy, where there are those very few instances of, of opportunities for players to go play, I think the service academies will realize benefits in spades in the positive publicity and bring more young people to those academies if they can pursue their dreams and then still defer that service. They're not going to go uh, and just 
enter the pros and, and never go back and serve their country. They're going to serve their country. And, um, you know, I'm thrilled for Andre. I'm thrilled for his opportunity. I feel, it looks like he's going to be a potentially a second day draft selection. I know earlier on he was so going into the year projected to be potentially a first round pick. But I also feel like this year, having watched the games, all of them, yeah. he was being double teamed, triple teamed, held, tripped, clipped, you name it. They were making sure that Andre Carter didn't defeat uh, them, the opponents, I'm saying. So Andre had his work cut out for him this year. He still showed well. He's going to do extremely well at the next level. High character person. I'm thrilled for him, and I can't wait to see where he's selected and follow his professional career. And then he will uh, honorably serve our country without question, because, and he will be a fantastic representative of the United States Army as a future leader uh, for our country. That coming from Bob Beretta. And by the way, if you want to know where Bob was anytime there was a game, if he was at a game, he was at a game, focused on the game and focused on the game. And if you heard Bob whisper some type of upset moment, it was because the feed wasn't working or somebody's on the two yard line. So, yeah, I, I think that I think that streaming pet platforms that cover Army West Point's sports have been more than. They will they will stay alive thanks to Bob Rota. That's what I will say. Those streaming platforms will forever be okay because of that. So, Bob, as always, I appreciate the time. I thank you. I look forward to seeing you this weekend. I know you and I have been running all over the place in an effort to make this community better. So I appreciate all the work that you have done. And I'm very, very excited that that thing we talked about off the air that has to do with the Dolphins and maybe – one of the greatest, I think the greatest place for ice cream that is already and set in motion. So something with the dolphins and the show and Carvel is on its way. And I look forward to sharing one of those with you. I can't wait. And I, I look forward. You tell me when, and, and we're going to go, uh, we're going to go sample that without question. Look forward to it. Yeah. Bob got into my brain. Cause apparently I picked his favorite ice cream without even knowing. So with that being said, Mr. Beretta, thank you for your time. I appreciate it, and uh, like, and I, I look forward to seeing you this week. And I know it's going to be a fantastic event, and I can't wait to do it. So thank you for everything you're doing. Look forward to spending time with you, Dan. And please, to the folks out there, your your fans and audience, come out and join us. It'd be a great day, at Ted Grantfield, and uh, um, come up and say hello if, if we're around. We'd love love to meet you. Yeah, absolutely. We'll talk with you soon. Great, Dan. Thank you. Thanks. Take care, Bob. Fins up, Dan.